Why do I keep mixing them up with pigeons? I don't fucking know. <laughs> It's March 9, 2022, this is Rare Encounter, Encounter number 88, and kicking off the first human-owned podcast, as far as we know, I'm Abel Kirby. And filling my gas tank with my ass stank, I'm Cold Acid. <laughs> oh dear, it's one of those convertibles, huh? Everyone's on the convertible truck. The, uh, the, uh, what's it called? The gasifier. You know, it's got everything, uh, where you put the wood inside and it drives. I just yeah, love but the farts idea. Farts are already gas, so like, why would you need a gasifier for your farts? Mm, I don't know. But yeah, honestly, like out. at this point, at this point, we need to start like having gas, uh, having fart-powered cars, because gas is getting too damn expensive. Hey, sometimes it comes in for free. Uh, I had that situation uh, with the uh, sewer gas, sewer gas farting up my uh, apartment. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So I've been trying to, I was sniffing a smell. I was sniffing. I was going around the apartment. Not your own. It wasn't one of Van Houten's. Well, I, I know what mine smell like. And it won't, wasn't one of mine. So I'm sniffing around and it took like a day and a half where I thought I smelled something. Then you'd walk to another corner of the room and you couldn't smell anything. And I was like, what the hell is that? I thought, you know, I was doing laundry and I was like going to my hampers. I mean, there's dirty clothes, but they're not that dirty, you know, and and I just cleaned up a bunch of stuff too. So I was baffled by this. And here's what happened. It turns out the the master bathroom, uh, I have a two-bedroom, bedro- two two-bathroom apartment, and I only use one of the bathrooms because, uh, you know, why would I want to use two? I only need one, right? And Yeah, it's not like you have two asses. <laughs> I know variety is the spice of life, but I like having a routine. So it's not like I'm going to take a shower in a different bathroom every day. I need to roll out of bed and uh, and z- zombie walk into the same down the same route every morning, or I never get anything done. But the uh, the bottom line is because I didn't use that other bathroom, the uh, what do you call it? That pipe with the serpentine bend in it that keeps the water, it keeps the gas from coming out. It evaporated pro- probably because it was so dry here over the winter, you know, and I hadn't used it. I think I used it um, like when I first moved in, you know, to claim it as mine. But then I just kind of closed the door and didn't think about it. Uh, but over the course of several months, uh, all of the water inside the trap evacuate, uh, evaporated and we ended up uh, getting sewer gas seeping in. And I, once now, I found I'm fortunate it, you know? that I didn't have the sewer gas, but I've had the same situation here. After my, after my dad passed, nobody really bothered using the general upstairs bathroom because I've got an ensuite in my room. And so the water that was in the toilet there, well, it just all went away. Now what I have to do is once a week I go and flush the toilet. Yeah. Just just to make sure that it that it doesn't empty out again, right? Yeah. You know, I had two bathrooms in Maryland, but it was always so humid. <laughs> Even though I didn't use the other one, like, for a whole year, uh, didn't evaporate that fast. So, very interesting. It's an Ohio problem, as far as I'm concerned. But, yeah, there's my sewer gas story. Uh, why does this bedroom smell so bad? Well, uh, guess what? Yeah, my sewer gas story always happens after I eat something uh, particularly spicy. <laughs> you know, it's... Hey, hey! If you want to go visit Nick the Rat, you... Oh.
you want to visit Nick the Rat and you can't swim, this is the kind of thing you need. It's kind of like a portal to the underworld, if you think about it like that. Except that you don't live in Brooklyn. If you did, maybe you wouldn't have gotten sewer gas. You would have gotten dark sewer scientists. <laughs> you know, I was listening to Agri-Tech News um, a little bit later this afternoon, actually. I usually listen in my shower, but... The, uh, I was trying to think, where do I, where did I first hear about Ryan Bemrose? Because, you know, we were on the Bulls with Buds kind of kick lately. Um, you were on it. I was on it before. I was listening to Metis on it and some other things. I said, where was, where did I first hear of Ryan anyway? And you know where I first heard of Bemrose? It was on the Nick the Rat show because he always had that fake commercial for the fake, uh, the VPN service. Ah! And... I was like, oh, God, that was it. You could be in a, you could make it look like you're in any other sewer. You know, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I heard a pop. Yep. Lime haritos. Lime haritos. Today. Let me pop mine. Yes. I got one right here. I actually, an actual beer. And I'm drinking Truth today. This is a uh, IPA, and it's called Truth. And it has kind of a skull that's shaped like a water droplet. It's almost as if the wa- there was a water droplet and then there was a skull uh, on that. And that's a... Does it have a blonde head? N- no. Uh, it's just uh. a silhouette. And uh, it's made by, I think, it locally in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. So there you go. Cool. That's pretty good. Yeah. So you, what have you been up to? I'm sorry, I just spilled it everywhere. I'm trying to stall so I can clean it up. <laughs> good work. Good work. Yeah. Uh, I've been looking at uh, the end of the world. Okay, and how does one see the end of the world? What pit do you stare into to find out how the world ends? Social media. How else? <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> I was thinking a Pink Floyd a Pink Floyd album in a K-hole or something, but social media, same thing. No, uh, I, saw, I, saw this, uh, I saw this post uh, today, and it got me thinking about pop eschatology. I have no idea what that is. Eschatology? Eschatology, yeah, like and study of the end of the world. Oh, okay. You've never heard the you've never heard that term before. No, I, I've heard a couple of ologies, but not never that one. Serpent knows it. He, he just said it in the chat. You know that's probably a good band name, but I've never heard it. Even Carolyn's heard of it. So where have you been? You know, my world doesn't end. It goes Jeez, on and man. on. Keep up. All right, so what, oh, what, just like the song that never ends. Tell me, tell me about the. Uh, is that one of the eschatologies in the in the Matrix here? The song that never ends. Is that the way the world ends? I heard. No, the, that's that's in the eschatology of uh, Lamb Chop's uh, play along. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so what about the world ends with you? Here's is a blast a, from the past. <laughs> yeah. What was her name? Um, the puppeteer woman. Uh, I remember learning that Sherry she died. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Sherry. I remember my mom telling me that she died one day. Uh, I think she passed away sometime when I was a kid, and uh, we used to watch the show, and my mom just told us one day, yeah, Sherry's uh, died. I think she died of cancer is the what the news came in as. So oh, that sucks. It was Fuck weird. cancer. Yeah, and it's not really sure what that means. Then, you know, later on, Mr. Rogers died too, so yeah. there's a couple of those. So what I came across is this Somebody somebody made a post on uh, on the Fetties today that included screen caps of a couple of articles. Uh, one of one of which was about uh, was about the possibility of Britain falling apart because 
Because the myth about ravens at the Tower of London, if they all go away or they drop below a certain level, then then the kingdom will will crumble into dust. Okay. And that that was from that was from last January. From like just recently, there is another story about a stone in Japan that is said to contain a chaotic demon has split in half. Uh-oh. Yeah. Really? Like it's a big yes. stone? Like a boulder? It's a big stone. The killing stone, they or call it. The killing stone. And how do they know there's a demon inside? It's just a legend or something? Supposedly. Not just any sort of uh, of demon either. It's a fox girl. A fox girl. Uh-oh. So, how, wait, how big's this stone anyway? Did you say how big it was? I didn't say how big it was, but if you take a look at the article that I've uh, posted, uh, I you see. can see it there. Killing with the, stone. With the rope around it. With the... Oh, jeez. That's a big rock. Keep Charlie Sheen away from that one. Yeah. So, it uh, the did the rope hold it back together, or did it just crumble? I don't know. I think this. I think this picture is from before it split. Yeah, you know we yes, had. Yes, this was this was the tra the transformed corpse of Tamamo no Mai, uh, <laughs> and from the article, Tamamo no Mai was supposedly a beautiful woman whose spirit was possessed by the nine-tailed fox or Kitsune, a demon spirit known for trickery and deception using disguise. Hmm. Known to answer any question asked of her. Interesting. Almost like an oracle. <laughs> you know, these rocks, these rocks that have certain meanings to them, they always seem to go. There was a famous one in Japan, uh, New Hampshire, the uh, man in the old man of the mountain. And uh, it's this rock that in profile looks kind of like the shape of an old man. It's on the license plate up there and uh, it's up in the White Mountain area. And uh, that one day, the old man just fell off the mountain. His whole face fell off and in a landslide. It was all over the news. And, uh, you know, it's just they put up a fake rock. They put up like a fake profile so the tourists can still see it. But it's, you know, it's not the same. But then what came yeah, out it's after. Not, it's, not, it's not the same after. You can't, I mean, giving rocks a facelift doesn't really work that well, does it? It, anyway. turn, it turns out that that whole structure had been falling apart for years and kind of like this rope which is tied around the Japanese rock. I guess they had a bunch of structures they had kind of built up to hold it together and prop it up, and they were trying to put rods in it so it would uh, stay together for a long time. But uh, it just wasn't to be, you know. And so that old yep. man's face fell and hopefully, uh, thankfully, didn't kill anyone. Imagine getting killed by the old man of the mountain. That would be a uh, way to go. It would definitely... Uh... It would definitely get you in the record books. Yeah. And New England has some weird stuff. Like not, it, not in a way that anybody would like. I mean, I mean, it kind of sucks be, being known for killed by a giant rock falling on you. New England has but, a couple I of mean, those. You at, know. Least you, at least you'd be there in the, in the history books, right? New England so. has like the molasses explosion in Boston, <laughs> which killed a bunch yeah. of people too. So there's, there's some wacky stuff has happened before, so. Oh well. Probably, probably it was the same thing that happened to uh, to the Killing Stone. It's just uh, water water gets in a crack, and in the winter time it freezes, and it it slowly breaks the rock apart. Yep. 
Well, there's some people out there who hold our rock together. They hold our rock face so that it doesn't fall off the mountain. And uh, we call them producers on no, the show. No, they don't. <laughs> Do you don't no, like my today, segue? Today, today the, we don't have an executive producer. What? Yeah. I, well, I have boostograms. Wait a minute. I got one from um, Signs of New Growth. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. That's from another podcast. Yeah. Ah, they, I don't have the damn lane here. Well, you know what? Here's, here's what I have. Uh, I'm going to transfer these to Rare Encounter uh, because I, I like this. I put up some test RSS feeds a while ago when we were just feeling things around. So they're not Ablecraft related. They're just like a couple songs that I did. And uh, Signs of New Growth, who has been active in the community, uh, went and did some boosting on the test feeds, which I forgot existed. And they showed up in my uh, uh, boostagram thing. And so I want to move them to Rare Encounter if uh, you're okay with that. Sure. So, whatever whatever gives me more value, I'm I'm happy with that. I, I've got 111 sats from Signs of New Growth uh, from, what is that, Fountain. And then I have a second boost for uh, 1,111 sats uh, for uh, just two, three days ago. So let's write him in as the, uh, as the uh, producer here. All right. We'll write him in then. There's something Thank I... Thank you, Signs of New Growth. There's something that I wanted to do for the uh, the live boosters here. For, I had a question for you before the show because it's not really a question. It's a proposal. Um, I'm imagining the way that we draw the line between boosts that happen before the show and during the show is whether they're boosted to the live item uh, or to the previous episode. It's no, like, actually, I haven't been. I haven't been driving drawing that line at all. Hmm. It's simply a matter of what time it comes in. If it comes in before or after the opening theme ends i'm liking that proposal because then it's obvious because it shows up in um in uh on this page the uh helipad page then it'll show like exactly what episode it was from so you'll see like live boosts are different from other boosts which i kind of yeah but the problem with that is not every not every client even supports live items oh you're right. right So it would only be CurioCast. I, okay, I withdraw this, you're right. Uh, I didn't think it through. All right. And that's why it's better to just go by the timestamp. What, what I did want to do, uh, is try and do, if there's people who want to contribute to, uh, to Painter Story, uh, there was a little, uh, fun thing I wanted to try this, this episode, a little audience interaction that we can do. And what I'd like to do is kind of save the Painter Story stuff for the end of the episode. And as, yeah, that's, that's as fine. part of the um, painter story stuff, when we get through it, I want to see if anyone wants to boost a burrito name or description. Uh-oh. So just to give a little background, in painter story, uh, there's a burrito restaurant. And as you know, burritos are a, a hot topic on Rare Encounter. Uh, one gets eaten before every show. And so what... What I'm asking for is if the audience wants to contribute here, uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. If you boost with the name and description of a burrito, then we can add it to the menu for this fictional restaurant. Uh, And the idea is that there'll be a kind of a menu in the background, almost like that gag they have on uh, Bob's Burgers with a burger of the day, you know. So we could have the burrito of the day or something. But if you want to get in the uh, 
Painter Story game, what you need to do is send a boostogram to Rare Encounter during the show. This episode, the only way to do it is to boost during the show. And uh, what we'll do is collect those. We'll read them off at the end, triage them, and we'll see what the burrito of the day is. Uh, we might have one burrito of the day or we might have several. So uh, if you have a couple good suggestions, just throw them all in there. Send a boostogram and uh, we'll get it. Read them at the end of the show and we'll we'll get you on the menu. Meat's back on the yep, menu, wrap boys. Up, wrap them up and uh, throw them our way. And they, they can be wacky. The, the one that I... Here's my template is, oh, it's a blood burrito. The bleedo <laughs> was the stupid <laughs> one I came up with. And it's that level of stupidity is fine. Like, it can just be a pun. Uh, it could just be a disgusting it, sounding it's like, burrito. It's like, you know. the, like the breakfast place that serves Eggs Benedict Arnold. <laughs> Eggs Benedict Arnold, yes. So that's our that's my pitch. If you get those in, uh, is your uh, are your pews online cold? They should be, but I've not been hearing them mm. because we've got a couple of boosts already since the show began. Oh yeah, but I'm not hearing no pew pew. Well, that's too bad. Um, w- hopefully that comes in during the show. Sometimes helipad can be slow in the pewing, uh, but we'll read what if you send something in, we'll read it at the end of the show. That's the deal. That is the deal, and it's a steal. <laughs> and I should not be allowed to rhyme unless I'm angry. <laughs> Because then, when I'm angry and I'm rhyming, it's actually it actually comes out as like some pretty badass rap. Yeah, sound like a German rapper. <laughs> I don't know about German. Well, if you're angry all the time. Ah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, ah, that's the joke. That's the joke. Da. Oh, wait, that's Russian. I get everything. So ja- you didn't let me. You didn't let me talk about this other like this other story. I just mentioned it in passing, but like. The end of the end of the of Britain from from last January. So what happened was like there is this one there is this not pigeon. Did I say pigeon? I meant to say raven. Raven, yeah. Yes. So there was this one raven that was known as the Queen of the Ravens there at the tower, called Merlina, and she was the one that disappeared. And apparently the legend is if there if there are less than 6 pi- or less than 6 ravens, why do I keep mixing them up with pigeons? I don't fucking know. <laughs> you know. But anyway, if there are less than 6 <laughs> ravens at the Tower of London, then the kingdom of Britain will fall. Really? Yes. Mm. It seems like uh something that <laughs> That could go wrong. What is it just famous? There's always ravens there. What happens if a uh, a hawk flies by and they all get spooked? They live. They live there. So they return. They return. They roost there at the tower. Okay. Right? It's they don't have to be at the tower like twenty four seven. They just have. They just have to have at least six ravens living at the tower at any time. Okay. So as long as it's infested, then we're good. Yes. Okay, and so no one call the Orkin man, and uh, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the, um, what are some other good end-of-the-world stories? Have you come across any other good ones? I'm trying to think of any, uh, you know, the famous ones were the 2012, and that's funny to think about now, you know, the way people got worked up in 2012. The world's going to end, and they had, like, a whole movie that was just based around 2012. And you, know, you know what was going to end? The calendar. The calendar that was, was going to end. That's what ended. 
Not the world. And everybody's just went stupid. Well, they weren't uh, programmers, right? I rem- yeah, I remember Y2K and, and all the panic around that. Oh, make sure to stock up on, like, canned goods and stuff because come January 1st, nothing's going to work and it's going to turn into Mad Max. Yep. It's going to be like the <laughs> desert. <laughs> Ride through the desert. Try to, <laughs> try to lasso a gasoline truck. Yeah. Or whatever happened in that movie. I can't remember. There's something about a helicopter in the second movie that was kind of fun. What I remember is uh, Master Blaster Run Barter Town. Oh, man. Did you um, did you see the Tom Hardy remake of Mad Max? Mad Max Fury Road. It wasn't a remake. It was a a sequel, wasn't it? Fury Road? I took it as a remake, you know. It wasn't a remake. It was like a reimagining. It was a, um, they took Mad Max and it they really... It was a sequel. It was Mad Max 4. I don't know. It, it, it injected a lot of, they can market it however they want, but it was the idea of Mad Max with a lot of modern sensibilities injected into it, which, I don't know, in one way, I like the exploitation film kind of feel to the original Mad Maxes, uh, and they, they kind of won me over with all the circus stunts and crazy shit they put in the movie. Um, I went yeah, to... the second, the second and the third were definitely fetish-rific, uh, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. But all that leather. Fury Road had that guy with the guitar on the, uh, like held up by a bunch of bungee cords, and he's just thrash metal playing, uh, playing riffs as they drive over the desert. That guy was everyone's hero when that movie came out. It was great uh, with the flamethrowers and everything. And they Not the... everyone can be that badass. No, no. Tom Hardy was good at it. He never said anything. I think he said one or two lines in the whole movie, but it was all just acting. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I thought I thought it was very enjoyable. I actually went to see that movie with Cotton Gin, by the way, and he fell asleep. Oh, cool. ha- he fell asleep halfway through in the, <laughs> in the theater. Horrible. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about my falling asleep in a movie theater story? Did you fall asleep or someone else did? Someone else did. Oh, what? Tell me the story. No, you didn't. Okay, so it's picture this. It's 1999. Office Space has come out. Okay. But at the at the time, it was rated such that my brother and I would have needed adult accompaniment to actually watch the movie in theaters. Mhm. So, our father uh, he decided, okay, he'll come and watch the movie with us. My brother and I, we're, we're, we're killing ourselves, enjoying the hell out of this movie. The old man falls asleep. <laughs> Thank God he didn't snore, because, like, he sounds like a fucking thousand chainsaws all, like, chopping up a, a running jet airplane. Jeez. Right? And then when the movie when the movie's over and the the lights come up, he's like, "Nick, turn off the lights." That being my brother is like, and like him and I were just like, we don't fucking know this guy. Bye. <laughs> See you later. Fucking book it right out of there. So embarrassed. Yeah, I I only got into a couple R-rated movies uh, before I was uh, of age to just buy the ticket. Um, and so the modus operandi, my brother's older than me, so he would buy a couple tickets and pass them off to us, or we'd sneak in. And I think the only two that we saw were um, 
the Tenacious D movie, I think I was 16 when it came out, and so I had to get in that without parental accompaniments. And then uh, Alien vs. Predator was another one. But the bottom line was we had friends that worked at the movie theater too, so even if we could have – they don't give a shit. They let anyone in, you know, the the town we were in, so. I my l- first my first was Palmetto. I never saw that. It was a Woody Harrelson film. Mm. And no. uh I went to I went to see another movie, but I arrived just too late for the airing, and so I was going to sit around and and just wait for the next airing to start. And the manager is like, "Um, why are you just like hanging around like this. I'm like, well, because the movie I want to see doesn't start for another while. He's like, oh, just go change it for for some other movie, anything you want to watch. <laughs> and like, okay, well, I guess, uh, huh. Why not this? This looks like it has an interesting poster. Palmetto. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had, um... It was, uh, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely an interesting film, I'll say. I used to have some friends when I was in Colorado too. I'm just flashing back to theater stories now, you know, in Colorado, I had a couple of friends at a, at a local movie theater. And so I would go in and they worked at the bar. And so I just sit in and, and I'd have a drink with them and chit chat a little bit. They say, Hey, what, you want to see a movie tonight? Just go, go see whatever you want. <laughs> and they let me in. And I saw so many fucking free movies that way. It was amazing. You get out nice. friends at the movie theater. And then, yes. uh, you know, 20, I tried to do the total recall review on this show, uh, what, two years ago now? Uh, maybe not quite that long. And so I got to see total recall in an almost, I can't remember if it was completely empty or almost empty uh, theater. So that was kind of fun when no one was watching movies except me. But things have kind of normalized. And I was looking for a movie theater near where I live, and there is not a great one. Uh, certainly not within a quick drive. So. I think I'm going to have to make plans. If I want to see a movie now, I'm going to have to really go out of my way. So I probably won't be seeing too many movies. Yeah. Oh, well. Did you get you any... know another movie I really know Woody Harrelson from? What? Take a guess. Oh, I... What other movies was he even in is the first question there. He was in... Um, Zombieland, the, the of course. The Larry Flint movie. Yeah, but um, no, the one, the one that I always remembered him from... Uh, was Natural Born Killers. Oh, God, that one. Yeah. That was, that's a such a fucking, yeah, that was, that was such a wild film. Oh, God, I haven't seen that in a long time. I used to, they used to play an edited version of that on basic cable. (laughs) I saw that a couple times. Well, yeah, because, because that movie, even, uh, even on basic cable, they wouldn't have been able to air it. As it was, uh, as it was in theaters. Yeah. That might be worth a rewatch. Hey, is there any movies you're looking forward to right now? Any, uh, stuff coming out? I got a couple things. I'll let you go first no, if you got I, anything. it's been a long time since I was actually interested in, uh, in film. I've been looking at a couple things. There's some anime, there's some music, there's some, uh... Well, yeah, there's always manga, anime. Stuff like that. Well, I mean, stuff I'm looking forward to. Uh, so first well, I... I <laughs> I should get the big news out of the way. Strike Witches uh, had an announcement for uh, Strike Witches, Luminous Witches. Uh, The announcement is that there will be an announcement. So it's the pre-announcement. Awesome. Anime Japan, which is coming up at the end of the month on the 26th. uh, Katakawa 
is uh, has a booth and they say they're going to have a big special stage, which means it's a big event. They're going to lean into Luminous Witches stuff on March 26th and 27th. And the fact that it's a stage and the fact that Luminous Witches is an idol group. Uh, they're, a, yes, they're going to have, they're gonna have, they're a gonna have a performance and they will probably have like a special early airing of an episode. I would oh, not be surprised. That would be perfect. Or a trailer, you know. No, wait, the trailer's already out, so they might actually have the uh, the episode air. And you'll have to get the yeah. shaky cell phone cam rip, you know. Oh, man. I'm excited. I'm psyched for that one. The uh, Apparent, Apparently, there is a... Uh... There is a compilation film of Penguin Drum coming out at the end of April. What? Yeah. With new elements, even, it says. Whoa. That, Recycle I... of the Penguin Drum Zen Pen. Kimi no Resha wa Saison Senreku. Jeez. Uh, I kind of to... wish I had, like, the, the Saison Senreku clip. Well, I used to. I mean, maybe I have it in the archive here. Uh, clips? I don't know. But Penguin Drum was a great fucking show when it came out. Um, it, had it, was, that... it was another one of those ones that's fucking bizarre as all hell. It had that... wasn't wasn't created wasn't the wasn't the creator behind it the same person who is like behind Atena? Yeah, um, the the studio is escaping me right now because I'm looking for the damn clip. The um, it had that really cool art style where they always had like the the flat metro station kind of panels uh, where they would show like the the. You know, like the walk sign sort of character, where it's a stick figure, <laughs> would show up and like do stuff on the screen every once in a while. I'm not a, not like as characters or anything, but it was just like always in the background. They had l like elements of like public transit messaging. <laughs> it's it's so hard to explain, but it's like it has this homage to that kind of uh, to that kind of art. Oh, I have it right here. Here's Penguin Drum. Let me turn that up. There we go. I just had to find it. That's nice. all. I put that back on the yeah. That, that was like some. That was like some super bizarre. Like if if people if people want to watch some like anime mindfuckery, I mean, there's that. There's Atena, and they're 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 like real like fucking out there sort of thing. Like metaphor out the wazoo. Well, there's also the best anime in the world. Is a pretty good mindfuck. Yeah. Which as as uh, you've proclaimed from on high, is Serial Experiments Lane. Yeah, but it's not It's not in the same sort of sense that uh, Penguin Drum and Utena are. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, after um, after Lane came out, they had... It, Production IG made Serial Experiments Lane, and then they also made a show 20... It wasn't 20 years later, but it was like their 20th anniversary as a studio. They pulled everything together and they made kind of a spiritual successor to Serial Experiments Lane called Ghost Hound, which instead of being about technology and the internet and, you know, the kind of the Matrix hacker um, kind of mythos, they had, uh, oh God, it was about astral projection and about just stuff happening in your dreams and then coming now <laughs> happening in thing, real life right after ghost hound is i'm not too sure if it's really a successor to lane given it was created not just by production ig but also masamune shirao the guy behind ghost in the shell 
yeah, they they basically said when it came out that that's what they were doing because I watched it when it aired. Um, that was the messaging I remember from like the anime news network or whatever. They they promoted it as um, kind of a successor to Lane, and it had one of the same writers I think it was the same director, and it showed too. Like if you compare Serial Experiments Lane the way they have the camera kind of lingers on stuff, uh, it had that awkward cinematography. They had the same director. Right? Yeah, it and it shows like they were really. They were pushing it. You could tell. It was a different story, right? It was a different thing, but it had so many similarities to it. It was a lot of fun. Also, the soundtrack, fucking awesome for both uh, Lane and uh, and uh, Ghost Town. The guy, the guy who directed them also directed the anime adaption of this manga called Wreck. Wreck? It is a story of a uh, aspiring voice actress. Oh. Yeah, uh, it, I I actually I I I actually enjoyed reading the uh, manga wreck. Like this, this uh, like main character is this salaryman who was stood up for a date, and then essentially essentially gets picked up by a girl who uh, who wants the movie tickets he was about to throw out. Uh, the movie, the movie that there is that they watched was Roman Holiday, and the girl wants to be Audrey Hepburn. Uh, I love it when they do stuff like that, where they have a tie-in. Yeah. And yeah, the anime, the anime was pretty good too. It, it was, uh, it was only a nine-episode uh, show, uh, aired back in two thousand six. <laughs> You know my yeah, favorite, my favorite anime about uh, an aspiring voice actress was Koi de Oshigoto. Yes, that 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 <laughs> is also um, uh. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, not just any sort of voice actress, but a visual novel voice actress. Yes, indeed. Not just any sort of visual novel, but erotic visual novels. Did I me- did you mention that uh, did you mention that this aspiring voice actress is a high school girl? Did I mention that she really likes the taste of rainbows? <laughs> it's like a what I'm saying is Koi the Oshigoto has a built-in Skittles commercial is what I'm trying to get at here. Uh that they that was a manga that was kind of funny and then when I got the series uh, it, yeah, I got it was two kind episodes. Of a, it was kind of a gag manga at first but then it, uh, it gag it kind of went through the Kerberos <laughs> syndrome and became a bit more serious still still a comedy but not like a not like a gag comedy anymore but more like a romantic comedy actually there's there's a scene in that where they're talking about how they do the uh let's just call it the foley sounds for certain scenes and when they when i saw it in the episode I said, oh that's how it works huh <laughs> it's it's educational on top of everything else yeah Oh my you know, god. What was it? There was a uh, What? It was Fraser. Fraser. That's where I learned about uh about Foley effects. Toss salad and scrambled eggs? Fraser? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because there was a there was an episode where where some of the people from the station and for some reason also Niles, they were going to do a radio play because that was something that the station had done back in like the 30s and 40s and they decided they were gonna do like a throwback sort of thing Mm. and they had this whole thing that was wheeled in of like all sorts of stuff for doing sound effects 
I always wanted to do that, and I still do to this day. And I'm still jealous of Pod for actually pulling some of that off in a way that I haven't been able to yet. Um, it was pretty amazing, yeah. When you hear a good radio play, like, not the lame shit they play on, um, like, the hoity-toity radio in New England. Uh, Fletcher plays, uh, what's the NPR station he picks? He picks off a couple New England radio stations once in a while and plays, like, stupid shit off from him on Hog Story. And, and sometimes it's entertaining. You know, he gets good stuff too. But sometimes, every once in a while, I remember him bringing a clip where it was like, here's a bunch of out-of-touch people with more dollars than cents uh, who are... Uh, yeah, when, you know, what, when what you really want is like that sort of like pulpy golden age of radio stuff from like the 30s, right? The shadow knows. The Orson Welles... Uh, yeah, uh, Glenn, exactly. Uh, did you see the Adam Curry-Glenn Beck interview? No, I haven't yet. And it got... It got ganked before I could uh, YTDL it. Ah, uh, it was a lot of fun. The uh, they were talking about radio stuff, and Adam's telling his story about the you know first first radio set that he got, and then Glenn Beck turns around and says, "Yeah, and I got these uh, records that were the Orson Welles radio. Uh, it was some collection of Orson Welles stuff, and." I was like, oh, that's it. That's uh, that's the kind of stuff that's going to make you want to do radio. You're going to listen to that when you're seven years old, and it's going to stay with you for the rest of your damn life, wishing that you could be that good. And uh, I don't know. I've, I heard some of that on the radio once once upon a time, and it's also podcasts. You know, the, the first couple podcasts I listened to, I was immediately hooked. It made me want to do it. Um, what I think it was an anime podcast called uh, Otaku Generation, uh, probably – it was real early. It was like 2005. Like it was a really, um, really old one. And they were just. I wonder just, if it's in the index. Yeah, I, I'd be sure they are because they have, uh, they're still going to this day. Uh, Adam Chase is the host. And I used, I emailed him. They had a guy on there, Bryce, for a long time. I used to, I emailed into the show once or twice. I think I donated to him once or twice. Uh, but when I heard that it was just four guys in a basement and they're talking about like Evangelion jokes and fucking just stupid like they were making jokes about hentai and all kinds of stuff and I'm like 14 going oh, this is the funniest thing I ever heard you know I guess that uh maybe that's my my influence this could be it uh to date 874 episodes yeah Red Apple with Productions. the most recent being released today discussing iShield 21 yeah, they still go to this day. Wow. iShield 21, that's it. Otaku Generation is a Red Apple production, which is solely responsible for its content. All impressions are poorly impersonated. And please, for the love of God, don't try this at home. Every... <laughs> wow, holy shit. That's, wow, you, that's the beginning you, of every episode. Wow, you are definitely a fan, aren't you? I remember. I haven't listened to that show in maybe 10 years. I still remember it. Um, it was a... It's. You know, it's just a bunch of friends talking about shit they like and talking about nerd stuff, and it would never make it on kind the radio. Of like us. Yeah, it's proto rare and Yeah, they it's, would never put us on the radio. <laughs> that's for sure. Us, that's for sure. That is damn sure. Oh man, even the stream, man, the stream tonight is off and on. I'm watching the. It seems like they synced up, so we got a good thirty minutes into the rare encounter stream before it uh dropped the na streams dropping every five minutes it's such a shit show man i don't know what's going on today but i they... guess it's not just it's not just people hopping on your nest then no uh it could be 
that could have been a contribution at the beginning because it, it was shit before I – what I did is I kicked everyone off the NAS. I, I got rid of everyone's permission so they can't see anything. So hopefully they go away and stop using my bandwidth while we're pro- podcasting. So Yeah, you'll just remember to let them back on after, after we upload the episode. Uh, I will. Um, I got a little throwaway – uh, is, it, is this about uh, is this about uh, Australia where you're not allowed to rim or rim world? <laughs> rim world. Uh, I was going to talk about upcoming stuff, but let's do that real fast as an uh, entremont. Uh, the um, rim world is the latest game to be banned from Australia, according to the gamer, and the gamer is a publication, not a person. <laughs> Um, and this is, uh, Sean Murray reported. It was three days old when I took the screen capture and I don't know how old it is now because I can't remember when I took it. But the bottom line is in the article and in, in some other stuff I was reading, they're talking about Australia really denies, um, the sale of games or I forget what it's called. Like they deny, they won't give it a rating, which makes it basically unsellable in certain places. Um, and the number one reason or the most famous reason seems to be drug content which I did not expect. Really? Yeah. Well, drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Drugs. drugs are bad. They were talking about the the Fallout series in one of these articles where they're giving examples historically what has happened. And uh, the Fallout games had, uh, they used to have morphine inside them. And because the Australian uh, censor board complained, they changed it to MedX. Uh, and so they just changed it in. Yep, I all, remember that. They changed it in all locales, not just the uh, the uh, one in Australia. I just saw my dad join the chat. <laughs> wow, huh? The um, I won't read his screen name, but he just popped in. Interesting. The um, thing I was going to talk about is some upcoming music. Uh, I listened to an album I mentioned on the show a little while ago. It's an Our Lady piece sequel to spiritual machines which was an album they put out uh anyone who's an our lady peace uh fan would would know that one as one of their most uh critically acclaimed albums among fans you know it's like the fan favorite one and so they did a sequel spiritual machines 2 and i just can't even it's like the they do a a song with pussy riot you know the ngo uh fake punk uh band that uh it's always Doing the bidding of the banded, new world order, banned yeah. in their home country of Russia because they're uh, because they're crazy anti-establishment lesbians. Well, that is literally the reason they're banned, but that's not the reason I don't like them. In fact, that would be a reason to uh, really get into their music for me. But the history of this group has been. As I've seen it in the news, I don't do deep research on it. As you know, I just re- I, I browse the headlines. The um. The history of them has been, oh, yeah, look at this NGO is giving them a bunch of money to make a music video and then promote it using, uh, you know, it, it's going to say how bad some uh, some country which is opposing, you know, some EU uh, doctrine is going to be. You know, it's it feels very fake and manufactured. And at one point they might have been cool and punk, but I just don't see it. And. You know, the song that they did was Stop Making Stupid People Famous, and so I'm thinking maybe I'll take their advice and not listen to their music anymore. Hey-o! Hey-o! <laughs> it's also like it's got the vague anti-Trump stuff in it, which I can deal with. It's not like it's a no-go for me, but it's just everything together feels like, uh, why do I, 
why do I even like these guys? You know, there's there's a reason I stopped uh, I stopped bothering to listen to the Arkells when I realized that almost every one of their songs is like some sort of lefty political message instead of just being music that happens to that just happens to slant one way. Mm. Right. It it stops being it stops being enjoyable when you realize that it's really just a screed in musical form. And it it would be the same if it was if it was like politics I agreed in. Like you don't listen to music for that. You listen to music because you want to listen to something that sounds good and that you can enjoy, right? Yep. That's why I don't I don't like all this all this like political music. I I absolutely hate though, even more than all of that, this whole thing where Oh, you can't listen to you can't listen to this or that because because like their politi- their political position on thing is different than yours, right? I'm I'm seeing that on both sides where it's like, oh, we're we don't listen to them because because they're neo-Nazi racist who voted for Trump, and then on the other side, it's like, oh, don't listen to those to that band because they're a bunch of pinko commies. Yeah, and it's like, fuck all that nonsense. Fun things are fun if the music's <laughs> enjoyable and it's not pushing some sort of fucking message as as its main purpose. It's good music and you should listen to it. Fun things are fun, you know. It's I love it. You're quoting Kaon. <laughs> yes. And people die when they're killed. Let's put, get some fate say night in there. Yep. People people die when they're killed. It, except me, I wouldn't die even if you killed me. That's what I say. <laughs> How about how about gentlemen? Corn. Gentlemen behold corn. That's a good one. Yep. Oh god. There were some great fail subs. Remember the uh the typos? They would call them fail subs on on certain boards because they were either typos or just terrible translations that they'd have or just stupid I re- stuff. I remember you know? I remember there were there were groups that would do that purposely, troll subbing. Yeah, troll subs. GG did that quite a Fucking bit. GG speed subs, man. Uh, they, they're not even and, called and speed it, subs. And then they would like include commercials and translate them perfectly. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we're morning a, rescue. We're a fan of morning rescue on Rare Encounter. Morning rescue. It was a great bit, dude. That <laughs> thanks, thanks to thanks to them. Thanks to them. Somebody that I did a visual novel panel with at Anime North back years ago was actually cosplaying as the Morning Rescue guy. Yeah, I've seen that picture, by the way. I've seen that photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with me next to him wearing, wearing like, the fucking, the fucking hat. Was it cowboy hat? Kinda. I'm kind of re- trying to remember. I don't have the picture. I remember seeing it. It got passed around on IRC. I think it's, I think it, it's on YouTube, actually. I think the panel is on YouTube. Well, coming up, there's a, a band that I got into last year uh, called Cold Years. No relation to you. Uh, it's uh, though I am into you, by the way, but just not in this way. They had they had their first album uh, out, and it's a rock band. It's like a I've described it as a millennial rock band, and a couple people I play them for. They aren't. They don't. They don't like it the way I like it, but it's a it's a group I really liked, and they announced they're having a a new album coming out on April twenty second called Goodbye to Misery, and they put out their first song and their first uh, 
their first music video as kind of the teaser. And uh, I emailed their agent once upon a time, but he never emailed me back. So, But, you know, it's just something I'm looking forward to. I'll put it on the list, uh, and when it comes out, I'll mention it. I'll probably play some on the stream. Uh, in fact, Ooh. I'll, you know, and then what do I have? I have a little list. I've been trying to get to this for, like, the past 10 minutes, and I didn't mention any of these things. Um, speaking of music, Signs of New Growth, who's our uh, producer today, executive producer, had a new song out uh, called Freedom, which I wanted to announce on the show because I'm uh, increasingly Freedom! a fan. Freedom! They also had a song, Canyons, which came out. Uh, it's not in my list, but I just remember it. And uh, it's I remember I remember a great song called Canyon. This is... Dot mid. Dot mid. Dot mid. What you need... My favorite one is One Stop Dot Mid. That's the, that's the one that has all the styles. It's a great demo. One Stop it is, is where it's at. It, one Stop is pretty decent as well. No, but Canyons, uh, the song by Signs of New Growth, uh, is pretty hot. As well as Freedom. And those are on their RSS feed. You have to go find them on your new podcasting app. Kenny Ams, says uh, Fletcher. And then the... I, there have, was, I have here um, an entire uh, old DOS era C drive with Windows 3.1. Lord. Are you going to play Canyons? I, I'm looking to see what midis there are here. Oh, jeez. I think I can find maybe the first song I composed, because I used to compose in MIDI. Um, I still compose in MIDI, but I don't use the general waveform synth stuff. It's uh, just Canyon. Just Canyon? Yeah. You got anything, or is that it? There's nothing. No, I was just, I was just looking because it made me think about it. Mm. All right. Um, my last thing was Spy X Family has is going to get an anime. Uh, it's a manga I, I've read a couple volumes of, and it's a lot of fun. And so I'm looking forward. Yeah, to it. Yeah, it it looks to be uh, it looks to be coming out in April. Right. Um, there's a there's a number of sequels that uh, I'm looking forward coming out in April myself. Yeah, what it's, do you got? Uh, Give me your list. My sequels list or well, my new shows list. Um, uh, stuff you're excited about. I don't care if it's a sequel or a new show. Just tell me if you're excited. Uh, I don't know if I'm really excited about... <laughs> it is anime after all. ...much of this, but I'm looking forward to them. Well, what do you got? What are you most looking forward to? Good question. <laughs> Let's ask Probably, probably Kono Healer Mendokasai. Okay. Which is about a, uh, a, uh pathetic knight adventurer and the dark elf girl who follows him along supposedly as a healer but really just like makes fun of him hmm. and it's like it's like half half the time is like bullying i see yes i think that wraps that um do you have any other stories you want to hit or you want to roll into some painter story and then roll into some uh uh, boostograms. I think we do. We get any during the show? We got a few. Yeah. But yes, let us uh, let us talk some painter story. All right. Have you seen any of the stuff on the server? Have you looked through it? I've looked a little bit. Um, I saw what you put into your notes for me to look at. And okay. yes, I have I have read through some of the stuff, and I am a little amazed at like 
how important burritos have become to the story. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta you gotta uh, play what the audience wants, you know. And so there's a. Uh, I know there was no burrito shop in the original plot. I did go back and read the uh, portions of the script. Uh, I, I think as the, a matter the portions of, that were actually written, you mean. The uh, as a matter of pride, I think I'm going to make sure I never fully read all of your notes, so that I can say I really don't know what I'm doing. I just made it up as I go, uh, but I have read some of them. Um, and then what I did, yeah, ju- you've read ju- just enough to make sure that like this is this is taking my original concept and flipping it on its head. Doing a fucking German suplex on my original idea. What I did is I took all the original Painter Story documents and I just went over them again and again and again in leaps and bounds because they were in a pile on the floor. And I was just jumping back and forth. <laughs> uh, the uh, there's you, some... you were folding, spindling, and mutilating all at once. They had um, boobs is coming with some line art. Did you see that stuff? Yes, I did. It won't be in the show notes. I'm not, we're not putting this stuff in the show notes, but I put it in so to make sure Cold Asset can see it. There's uh, some line art for a city street, uh, which I think is the exterior shot, um, and it looks fantastic. Um, I think he's doing this thing where you source reference images, which is just fine by me. I think it's perfect. Um, in fact, one of the ways that I thought we were going to do this is filtered photographs. So uh, this is definitely two or Look three at that steps. Photograph. Two or three steps in uh, in artistry above what what I was thinking of. So, and then we also had some layout. the The thing he's been doing really well is these composite backgrounds where he has a couple different items, and he can kind of stick. You know the. Um, the floor has a texture and the walls are kind of put in the right perspective and everything. He, yeah. he did a couple mock-ups uh, of the uh, burrito shop and, oh, and I'm sorry, now the, the burrito shop, the pillow factory. Uh, now the, the uh, thing for me is I've been looking at this and I've been trying to figure out what is that painting on the back wall? I thought it was Garden of Earthly Delights. It seems Delights. familiar and yet not. I swear I've seen it somewhere before. I thought it was um, one of the Garden of Earthly Delights. Uh, it's hard to see because I didn't zoom in, but that's what I thought it was. Let me set that to original size. No, it's not. Uh, it's it's some famous painting. I don't know. Let's We'll have to check in with boobs and find out what that is. But that's just the mock-up anyway. And he has Edison bulbs, bar back. And, yeah, and so... Stools. They, there's the software teams going on some stuff. Um, I need to make sure... They know one of the things that we need to be able to do is use the camera tool in Rempi. Uh, have you? Are you familiar with that, Cold? No, I am. I cannot say that I am. It used to be a plug-in, but I think it got rolled in as a standard feature, where it has these really nice-looking. Um, they're basically, I think they're called affine transforms, technically. But what it'll do is it'll let you pan around the image and and kind of have a slight. Um, slight tilt slight perspective change on it as you do and it has this you know a set of tools for directors who want to direct the visual novel you know the kind of the way you direct a movie um to kind of move the camera in a way that default by default rempi can't do and uh the idea was we can use that plug-in for the the burrito shop and kind of pan between the bar pan between the the painting you know depending on what needs to be seen in the shot and a number of yeah. games have taken this and used it to great uh, effect. So, 
um, happy about that. The music team has some stuff, man. Um, just before the show, Lavash said he posted a bunch of stuff. I didn't even get to listen to it yet. I just saw the, the toots before the show. So there's some new uh, tracks inside there. I, I don't want to play them here, but there's stuff cracking left and right. Um, I just want to mention everything because not all the teams are on the same chats with each other. So if you were on one of these teams, you probably don't know what the other ones are doing. Um, I talked to another guy from the Rare Encounter chat. Uh, Sir Penn yeah. says he wants to get on board. I added him to the list and uh, he's working on some game stuff. Nice. Um, did uh, did Simple Devark ever get added because he said that he was interested in helping out i did not get a message from him did he I send me an email i told i told you on the synology chat oh uh i may not have read that i also have emails in my inbox that i did not read so yeah. that might be it <laughs> including oh potato pro weekly just came in wow we gotta save that one for next week though i, I don't think we can get into yeah. it today now before before we go there is or before we move on there is I was looking through the uh I was looking through the original project story outline and there is a there's an annotated version where where there are comments left by somebody I had review it who we both know about and uh-huh. who had a uh, western themed dinosaur story uh-huh a certain and... uh, rascal that I might be familiar with Yes. And so, scene 1-1, where I wrote, Monday morning, and MC wakes up to find the girl that he painted is real. And not only real, but in his bedroom staring at him. <laughs> MC tries to cope as best he can and get out the door to school. To which... Uh, Let's call him DM. Which our good, yes, our good, our good uh, friend DM replied, or annotated... Why is a hormonal aged boy not interested in sex? Yeah, that, that's yep. That sounds exactly what he would say, and I I would be inclined to agree with him. There's another. There's another one. There's another one later on. Do Bishonen dream of electric paint tans? Yes, that's uh, a classic uh, DMism, I think. Yes, oh, it's a shame. Man. It's a shame his project uh, just like died on the vine. Wow. It it. There were some, there were some interesting, amusing concepts going on there. There I were, think. Uh, there were some, there were some reasons that it wasn't going to work out. I think. Uh, I know, I know. Personality conflicts and uh, different ideas of what was going to happen and what should be happening and uh, what should. Well, that's be always so. that's always a thing with any sort of projects that are being done by more than one person. Yeah. To be honest. Wow, was that two thousand fifteen? Wow, two thousand ten. 2015 was when the project uh, oh when the, it died yeah when it broke up man god damn it that was so a great project ago. i really i miss it i miss it anyway um you want to roll into the uh the wrap-up stuff here what do we got for yeah boosts, we, got, burrito uh, boosts? we got boosts we got boosts to read out that's for sure uh let's see where is the first one for today here it is so starting off 49 minutes ago from Sir Spencer, he sent in one, two, three, four sats with a message. I need to refill the sat tank again. Keep it fruity. Yeah. Then he came in about five minutes later again with, I'm boosting live from Fountain to a previous episode, sad face. Oh, dear. 
You want to do? You want to read the next one? I don't have Ravish? it. I will not be. Oh, able to you read don't? Any. You don't have it? I've, oh, okay. I've killed every uh, non-critical process right now. So. All right. So we got eleven eleven sats from Lavish who offered our first uh, burrito suggestion, the cold cut combolina. <laughs> cold cut combo. Combolina. Yeah. Combolina. Is there any description? Ingredients? That was, no, that was that was it. The whole message was the cold cut combolina. Okay. Uh, Sir Spencer sent in another three thirty three with uh, his suggestion burrito of the day: the Bill Burrito. Tastes <laughs> the, funny. Bill Burrito. Booberry with three thirty three thirty three sats. Uh, his first suggestion: the Bujira. A burrito that towers over skyscrapers. <laughs> Seaweed wrapped with rice, Fukushima's finest fish, and extra wasabi for that authentic atomic breath. Yes. Look, nice. Look, it's Bujira. Oh no, Bujira! He's coming! He's he sent in another 3333 sap boost to offer us the Bertato. Boil it, <laughs> mash it, stick in a stew. <laughs> That's a good one. Carolyn Blaney, with a thousand sats, suggested, fun things are fun. You could have it in a burrito. A fun-rito. Fun Heart things fine. are fun. Fun for your fun hole. Yeah. Another 3333 from Booberry with the burrito light. Like a fleshlight, but tastier. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't have... This one uh, comes pre-filled with cream. Oh, my. <laughs> Sour cream. 3333 sats from Cotton Gin. Where's the taters news? Where's... That's not a that's not a burrito suggestion. Yes, what's what uh, the ingredients here? We got in we got from uh, Sir Oma 1010 sats through Breeze which doesn't show the name so he had to stick it in his message. Burrito, the coldest of burritos. The coldest of burritos. Well, that one's going to have to compete with Bill Burrito. Yeah. Uh Booberry sent in a link with another God. 3333 sats. Yep. Uh <clears throat> artforachange.com express x11. This is one of this is one of my all-time favorite paintings. And yeah, it's uh The War Triptych by Otto Dix. Wood and tempera on oil and tempera on wood 1929-1932 oh, based on his own experiences in the trenches of World War 1. Jeez Louise. There's a lot yeah. of stuff happening in here. There's some Pretty gore. Pretty fucking brutal, yeah. Yeah, there's a skeleton hanging over a fallen lamppost. It it definitely has it definitely has that uh, Hieronymus Bosch feeling to it. Yeah, it's got those feet. You know those feet with the holes in them up on the the right side. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is some Bosch level shit right there. Yeah. No more foot fetish. I'm done. One last boost came in. Roadux two 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 sets from Fletcher with Boostal Kirby and Boost Acid. Boostal Kirby, Boost Acid. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you to all of you who boosted and and stop being douchebags for those of you who didn't boost. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. We're not going to do burritos. We got so many here. Uh, we're not going to do burritos again next time. But I'm going to have boost. a different boost. Uh, participation for the next episode. I won't tell you what it is until the next episode because uh, I want it spontaneous. You know, I don't want you thinking too much about it. Yeah, it works cuff. best that way. The best suggestions come 
extemporaneously. Extemporaneously. And the, uh, the, you know, so stay tuned for that. That'll be announced at the beginning of the next encounter, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. It'll be another way you can participate in Cold Acid's painter story development. Um, did I miss anything, Cold? Have I missed a topic? Have I missed anything we um, need to talk about? I, w- I was thinking we would, uh, because you were bringing up anime in your own notes, that we would go through uh, shows for next season, but uh, I, I don't think that's really worth covering today. Oh, Anyways, right. we got we got a few more weeks before April starts. Yeah, and when April comes around, there's a whole new ball game happening, too. There's a lot of stuff rolling in the background that you don't see. It's going to pop up soon, so stay tuned. Yep. And until then, I'm Abel Kirby. I'm Cold Acid. <laughs> and stay fruity, boys. How's that Adios. My catch- How's that my catchphrase? <laughs> I had a good woman. But she lay down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she lay down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?